So when somebody asks you how you're doing, what do you say? Fine. Fine. Hi, how are you today? What do you, what, what's another response? Good, okay, fine. Anything else? <laughs> Lawson. Where'd you get that, Lawson? Lawson stole it from me, and I stole it from Dave Ramsey. My response, better than I deserve. You understand what I'm saying when I say better than I deserve? If I got what I deserve, well, a lot of you get up and leave the room right now. How you do me? If I got what I deserved, that would have been zapped a long time ago. Sometimes those things hopefully are gone and forgotten, and then somebody puts something on Facebook, a picture, and somebody responds that I should have driven better when I was 16 years old. My body showed me that one. But I am treated better than I deserve, and certainly God has treated me better than I deserve, and we'd probably be all on the same page about that. Today, we'll wrap up the 23rd Psalm, uh, but before we get there, uh, David said something in the 103rd Psalm that lets you know he's treated better than he deserves, too. David, the shepherd, and we've looked at this for over a month now, but also wrote Psalms, a lot of Psalms. But Psalm 103, he wrote these words. I'm going to read verses 10 to 13 of Psalm 103 for you. David said, He has not dealt with us according to our sins, or punished us according to our iniquities. For as the heavens are high above the earth, so great is his mercy towards those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. As a father pities his children, so the Lord pities those who fear him. In a nutshell, David says, oh my, I've been treated better than I deserve. And all of us here have been treated the same. So remember that as we get to the end of Psalms 23. And together we're going to say the last verse, verse 6. You know it. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Let's pray together. Father, what a, what a blessing, what a gift, that after the life you have given us with goodness and mercy, that it just gets better. And this one's been pretty good for most of us, but it gets better. And we will, because we have that connection to Christ, dwell in your house forever. And the older we get, the more we look forward to that. So, Father, thank you for that truth and that promise, and thank you that you're going to shepherd us all along the way. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So, David's an old man now. I'm not going to define the age where old men begin, but David's an old man now. And he's reflecting on his life, and he's looking back. And there's been some great days. Oh, he killed a nine-foot giant. That was a pretty good day. He was anointed king, good day. Danced before the Ark of the Covenant, he brought it back to Jerusalem. That, that's a good day. He had some great days. There was a bad day. We know about one of them, the Bathsheba incident, or the death of a child being hunted by King Saul. 
family turmoil with his kids. There were some bad things. But as the older, wiser shepherd gets to the end of his day, and he reflects, he says, Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. Then I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I read this this week, and I like it. David knew that God was beneath him in the green pastures, beside him in the still waters, before him at the table, behind him, pursuing him with goodness and mercy, and beyond him, preparing a heavenly home. David was given more than he deserved. David had to be pondering all the good days. Look what he said, or listen to what he said in Psalms 103, verses 1 and 2. David said this, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all of his benefits. And then David lists some of the benefits of his relationship with God. I doubt that this was in his, up in his vocabulary. I don't know when this word became a word. You understand it. But David is basically saying, my life has been upgraded. Upgraded. I don't fly very often. Oh, once every three or four years, maybe. And I've flown first class once in my life. And I think that was the last time that I flew. And I think the next time that I fly, I want to do it again. <laughs> I have long legs. And when they put you in coach, you know your knees are in the person's neck in front of you, don't you? <laughs> When they put you in coach, that's where your knees are, and you're pretty tight next to the people around you. And they always put me on the aisle with people that don't bathe, and I don't know why. <laughs> I think in first class, everybody has to bathe. So I really liked that I was with the people that had bathed before. I liked the cookies. I liked the pre-boarding with the beautiful people. I enjoyed that. I was going from Indianapolis to New Orleans. I don't drink, so I think that's a Benefit of first class, and the doctor beside me really liked that. <laughs> uh, the food was better, the service was better. It was just a good upgrade. First class is the way to go. But in my life, I have been given an upgrade. And if you're in Christ, so have you. Can you imagine where you would be without Christ? I don't know. We went to a wedding in Birmingham yesterday and all of Jeannie's family was together. And now my, all, all my family is getting together next week. I'm going to see all my relatives in the span of about eight days. Without Christ, I don't know how I'd be able to stand. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, don't you? When you have a, a gathering, sometimes you say, I hope there's no drama. Have you ever said that? We're not the only family that says that. But then people get their relationship with Christ right, and it's okay. I love the upgrade that God has given me. Back to Psalm 23, 6. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. David's now looking forward. As he's looked back over his life and the goodness and mercy of his life, and he's had a fabulous life, by the way. I mean, we're talking about it 3,000 years later. David had a tremendous 
life. And he says, I will. Not I might. I will. He secured his faith, and he should be too. And the close of the 23rd Psalm is just a crescendo of faith when he declares, I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Bill Hall is just happy I used the word crescendo correctly in a sentence. <laughs> David realized that the rest of his life would be the best of his life. And listen to this, and I don't care how old you are, this is true for you look back and you see goodness and mercy. But you need to know the benefit that's on your way, that's headed your way. You will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. David realized how quickly time flew by. In Psalms 103, back to that one, verses 15 and 16, David said, as for man, his days are like grass, as a flower of the field, so he flourishes. The wind passes over it, and it is gone, and its place remembers it no more. It's a blur. It is fast. And so David's really looking forward to the next life that's, what's he say, forever. He had to be relieved. He finally had his heavenly home. Where do shepherds usually dwell, or where do they usually sleep? on the ground, under an open sky, in all kinds of weather, away from their friends and family, ceremonially unclean. Where did David want to dwell? In God's house, enjoying God's presence, protected from the elements, perfect in every way, in peace and in security. Did he deserve it? No. He's getting better than he deserves. Like you and like me. God's goodness comes from his nature, not our worthiness. A few stories about that. 1935, in the winter, Fiorello LaGuardia was the mayor of New York, and he showed up at night court in the poorest ward of the city. Laws were a little more flexible in those days, and so he told the judge, I've got this, and the judge got off the bench, and the mayor got on the bench and started hearing court cases. His first case, a pretty bad, rough-looking lady, was charged with stealing a loaf of bread. She defended herself by saying, My daughter's husband has deserted her, and she's sick, and her children are starving, and I got her some bread. LaGuardia thought, I've got to punish you. The law makes no exceptions. Ten dollars or ten days in jail. And as she looked, because there was no way she had $10, that was an amount she could never afford, he reached in his pocket, and at the same time he said $10 or 10 days in jail, gave her $10. She paid the fine, and she was free to go. LaGuardia then decided that he was going to charge everybody in the courtroom 50 cents because they shouldn't live in a town where people couldn't afford bread. And all 47 of them, including the shopkeeper that she sold bread to, were forced to give 50 cents. And he gave her the offer. She did not get what she deserved. She was free to go to be with her family. Her record was cleared. Better than she deserved. That's what the shepherd does for us. I did a funeral this year that really bothered me. 
I think I told some of you about it. All it said was the lady's name, born 